Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Welcome, everyone, to the Film Bump. That's Anderson. I'm Brian Bishopry, host for today. Ooh, listener-assigned topic. Top five Germans. Mm-hmm. Top five Germans. I I can't promise anything for my co-host, but I will not be bringing you any uh, German accents. There will be no... Uh, there will be no attempts, no, 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 no hacky, hacky attempts at an accent. Oh, no. Just a pure, unadulterated German Germans. character goodness. Mm-hmm. Mitch Tobias is our... Uh, is That's our, right. As our assigner. And you got his email, assigner, right? Whatever. Yes. I'm wondering if we read his email up top so that people understand why he would like us. I was, to I was just I, wondering. I would like to well. hear that. Yeah, welcome to the program, everybody. Hey, excited. Hey, it shows uh, like 12 hours late this week, and not for anyone other than the Well, Patreon. this one's on time. Yeah, no one. No <laughs> we should have said this yeah, on the last one. Enjoy. Episode. But they had a last this one. This one's there. early. Now, with by design, it's the same, same. It rarely happens. I mean, it's it's still out the day that we usually yes. release. It's just uh, I was gallivanting. Uh, I could not get around the gallivanting that had to happen. Mm. So uh, there was gallivanting happened yesterday. I didn't get home until like 9 30. You were at night. out partying. Uh, with with the with the family, yes, I, I was. You'll hear all about it if you listen to the after disaster. It was quite a, a remarkable uh, um, sojourn that I had to take twenty four hours on the road uh, to get the family on one the place. heels of Panama. Yes, I know it was not planned that way, but that's the way it landed. Here we are. I'm back uh, on terra firma, uh, back at home, ready to uh, get everything done that needs to be done. Playing a little bit of catch up, but uh, here we go. Uh, so next week, same thing's going to happen because where we usually record these is on Tuesdays, and guess what? It's our it's our nation's birthday That's next right. Tuesday. So we're going to be uh, blowing, hopefully not blowing our fingers off, more on fingers off later. And uh, <laughs> I will be hammered. You will be not hammered. More on bolting. fingers not off film later. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Brian, did you catch that? I did. I do you, like do you know lot. what I'm talking about? I with do. The fingers off later. Didn't make my list. Did not make your list. Very enjoy. I talk about it too much. Okay. All right. I enjoy All right. that though. All right. Um, and uh, yeah, Mitch, one of our um, uh, longest uh, contributors. Uh, Mitch uh, Tobias, that is, uh, not Mitch Burns, but Mitch Burns, uh, we're thinking about you over here. The whole Film Bolt community is thinking about you. Get back on your feet, buddy. Anything you need from us, you let us know. But Mitch Tobias is the one who brought us our top five. And here's the reason why he wanted us to do top five German characters. Let's hear say. it. Yes, my wife and I, says Mitch, have been living in Germany off and on since 2009. We are currently residing in Weisbladen. Uh, which uh, Germany, which is about 20 minutes from Frankfurt. While the majority of our working and interpersonal relationships are with Americans in the area, we have become friendly with a few Germans over the years. Germans by nature are very complicated characters who evolved into products of the post-war environment. What does that mean? 
Well, in general, they are a convivial bunch who pride themselves convivial. on... Convivial. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. He's a teacher. Oh, is that... Did he salvage that? He's a learned man. Okay. He's, erudite. He's erudite. Pride themselves on participating in a very structured society. Example, with the exception of restaurants, nearly everything in Germans, uh, Germany is closed on Sundays. Lawns cannot be mowed on Sundays, nor wow. can excessive noise be made from a residence. All in all, we love living here, and it has provided us opportunities public educators from Florida would never have otherwise. I don't know, here, Florida's pretty good. Shout out to the Germans. Germany or Florida, right? Out there yeah. in the TFV universe. Hey, well done, uh, Mitch. Thank you. That's an uh, inspired uh, choice. Also, so we're, we're going to get his list as well, yes? Yes. I am, as you know, Brian and uh, Avery, I'm, I'm a world traveler. Uh, as the, uh, the wife are. demands. You're a rambling man. It. I'm a rambling man. Uh, except I ramble, I bring the sand to the beach everywhere I go with my uh, my, my lovely wife and uh, a small child. But uh, if you'll recall, that if, what's that? Uh, bring sand to the beach? Yeah. Well, a lot of time a rolling stone is like, you know, they don't stay in one town too long because the, the ladies catch up with them, so they got to go to the next town. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm not that guy. It's not like a lady in every port. I'm, I'm a family man, but I still ramble. He's not, he's not okay. bed surfing. Yes. Gotcha. That's right. Those days are over. Uh, but if you recall, uh, last uh, November slash December, I was uh, I was out in Iceland, and then uh, we were in Copenhagen there for a minute, mm. Denmark. And on our way back, we had to uh, hit uh, Frankfurt, 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 Frankfurt Airport. Yeah, and never really spending time in Germany other than this one little uh, layover we had in Frankfurt. That's where Jillian left her her phone on the plane. Oh, Remember wow. that saga? And the, and the listener found it for us. Not just any listener, uh, Mitch Tobias. Mitch? Right. Mitch Tobias. Oh, he contacted oh, me. Glorious. He said, "Hey." I didn't even ask. I, I, you know, I, I thought the phone was just gone. And Mitch is like, hey, Anderson, you might have forgotten, but I, I live out here in Germany. I oh, can, uh, I could have done my bit. Airport. Hey, if you're in Stuttgart, if you're in East Berlin, if you're in West Berlin, oh, I if you're see. in Frankfurt. Yeah, this is a bit for like two Hamburg. people at the table. I don't even know if Avery's really Nuremberg. picking up. So I'm yeah, trying to put it back down. Mitch went to the airport, uh, very graciously went for us, very, very uh, kind uh, for him to do so. And uh, he... That's when he started talking about German culture and German people with me. And he's like, you know, it's, I think I'll have success, but it's going to be weird. And there were weird things that happened. Like he, he could see the phone, but the guy was saying like the phone is not here <laughs> because technically it's not like written down on yeah. the ledger or the, on the papers, that, right. that kind of thing. Long story short, because of Mitch going down there, he got them to send the phone back to All us. Right. Whereas they weren't going to do that unless they might've eventually, but, it but not that day. It had been like three weeks and they were just telling mm -hmm. her that they didn't have the phone. And then they kept asking for uh, her to send pictures of the phone. <laughs> and she did Who that. Who has repeatedly. a photo of their phone? Uh, and how did you decipher it from? You, yeah. We found a picture of that I took of her on the phone that uh, identified it. Yeah, wow, it that's not bad. Uh, but yeah, and then he like, he's like, man, just see the phones that you have. And they actually showed him from like, you know, 10 feet away. They're like, here are the phones. And he's like, oh, I see it. It's right. It's that, it's that one right there. And they said, we will take the next step now, sir. <laughs> Something along those lines. Very. Sure, uh, I'm screwing it up. Very process oriented. Yeah, fastidious. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any convivial? Yes, I didn't see that coming. Do you have any clips on you there? On your list I there? should have, but now there was. Mm, I got one clip. Maybe I can get one. I'm not even sure how much uh, we should play. Uh, we'll we'll see how it's going on the show. It's okay. my number three, and we'll we'll play that later. Uh, and you have it, right? You have yes. it. Okay, so my number three should be all right. Cool. Well, I may do an impression of a character at some point. Uh, I would have enjoyed your number one. My number clip, one. Little clip. Your number. So one. many though. So many clips. Yeah. I'd even pick. I know. All right. I may do an impression. We're all looking forward to that impression. You're, you're in for a treat. <laughs> Are we all in for the treat, Brad? Top he five. Th he has thoughts on, never mind. Top five German characters. I have bad news. Uh-oh. Pre-apologies to any of our German listeners. I'm sure you're very 
convivial. I fucking love that word. Well done, Mitch. Um, all of mine are villains. Mm. All of mine are villains. And uh, not like you know, the, the one-dimensional, you know, Adolf Hitlers of the world. Like, these are like interesting characters who have... Uh, he was a... Uh, oh, but, but, but. Believe it. Save. It's a trip. Save. I'm hoping. Hoping that, that he falls. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I am. I'm Nothing. No, we're good. No, safe, safe. I, I have a, ma- a nice mix. Not all minor villains. I want to do that to any one group of people. It's uh, it's not right. No blanket statements over here. No, but th- this reflects how I think Germans are largely portrayed by Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And and these are uh, uh, dynamic villains. Memorable. Yes. Well, they should be if you're on if they're on your That's list. I would hope. Really good point. Uh, all five of mine. With the exception of one, Brian. So I should say four of my five are uh, actual German people speaking the German. That's interesting you mentioned that. Four of my five are, are okay. Mm. I, I think you're saying no hacky uh, accents over here. What do you mean? You said, I don't, I'm not going to have any people playing, you know, Germans. Oh, or, no, no, no. There aren't. Well, no, sorry. No hacky accents by me. Oh, there's hacky accents. You said you're going to do an accent later. What are you talking I about? I went back Three sides my, of your I went, mouth are being I went, talked out of. I went out. back on my word. Hey, any obvious choices on your list? I tried not to, and honestly, I didn't need them on there because I have s- I, such great, so okay, such good. good ones. Good. I'm really, I really like my list. I really like it. I had six I was so in love with that I had to make a tie at number five because my number one through four are all German characters. Number five A and five B, some question about their or their, their, where they or originate from. What? We'll get there. No questions. We'll, we'll get there. There's many German characters. We just we'll get stick there. to the German. We'll get there. It's like if we're doing top five actresses, ah, I'm not sure if she's actually a woman. I have to talk to Matt Walsh hey, about what, that. What is a German? <laughs> All right. So what I was trying to say is four of my five are actual German human beings, yes. German citizens, and uh, they're actually speaking either in German or with the accent, and it's not, it's an actual accent. They're not trying it like Tom Cruise uh, pupil. Uh, however- No, and uh, uh, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. My number, yeah, you're right. Absolutely uh, people right. Is, uh, Correct. Uh, yes. Both of them are, are, are heinous. All right. Now, my number one, actually, Valkyrie's not terrible. My number one. Number uh, five for uh, me, uh, Ian McKellen, a uh, pupil. My number one. And X Men. Is, uh, is not. <laughs> he's not a German man. <laughs> and he's doing a, an absurd, ridiculous, over the top accent. But he's my number one. I'm excited. So for we're going to go with that. All right. right. We're going to stick with that. All right. Here we go. Let's go. Let's do it. Number five for me, it's Germans. High. Number five, uh, Tom Cruise and Valkyrie and uh, Ian McKellen and App Pupil. Uh, they're both uh, convincing. Are you serious, no, Renner? Oh, my God. <laughs> You're number convincing me. I was typing it's it out. Fine. Poor, no. poor Avery's over here typing it. Sorry. Number You're five. Brian. We would have bought it. You're five, Brian. Five t, uh, five t for me, my first number five, is a German man playing what in the novel was an Austrian uh, born uh, supervillain. However, it is not acknowledged where this uh, character's from in the film, and he's played by a German man, so thus he is the number five German character, Ulrich Goldfinger, played by Gert Froba. Froba, uh, of course, Ulrich Goldfinger, and Goldfinger, 19, the titular Goldfinger, in 1964, directed by Guy Hamilton. In the book, he is Latvian, I mistake, uh, said uh, Austrian, apologize for that. Uh, Froba himself was a member of the Nazi party. Well, is he Austrian? Is he Latvian? No, he's German. Is he German? Uh, Froba is German. The, the uh, character's German or the actor's They German? never say where the character's from in the movie. Well, then he shouldn't be on your fucking list, bruh, bruh. He's a German man. He's played by a German uh, human being. Okay, so the character, the, 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 the actor that they got for the role is German. That's right. They don't say where the character's from in the, the movie, it's but pretty, in the book, it's, it's they pretty, say that he's pretty, pretty Austrian. Pretty, uh, a Latvian. Where does the Austrians from, come? I messed up. 
I said Austria. Do you're, Latvians you're, and Germans get confused very often? Um, or do they just completely switch That's that a really good out? question. I don't know enough about Latvia. Uh, he left uh, the Nazi party in war, prior to World War II. AFI named Goldfinger the 49th greatest villain in movie history. And I don't know how well you know Goldfinger, Anderson, mm. the movie. Mm-hmm. How well do you know? Not, not well at all. Okay, I saw well, it when I was like seven, maybe. And we I should disturbed. probably do a watch along for this. But uh, Avery, you must remember this movie semi-well. Yes, problematic sex scene. There, there's a lot that doesn't hold up. However, the villain's super evil plan, actually kind of a good plan. He wants to irradiate uh, Fort Knox's gold uh, by, by uh, setting off a dirty bomb mm-hmm. and thus making it inert and unusable for decades, in which case his gold will become far more valuable. Mm. Needlessly elaborate, perhaps, yes. but but also sound. kind of genius. Yeah. I it would work. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's worth a shot. It's creating what he's like. I mean, at right, the same end game, right? Tied for number five for me. If I understand uh, that's correct. An obvious choice, so I won't spend too much time on it, but of that. course, uh, the Jew Hunter, a.k.a. Colonel oh, Hans Christ. Landa, played by Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards, he himself, apparently, uh, the, um, the uh, character biography, I couldn't find any evidence of this, but I read a few uh, descriptions that he is Austrian, uh, working for the SS as a German citizen, and so there is some f- fuzziness there that said uh, he's in Germany, he's speaking German, he uh, uh, is an SS officer, and of course, um, oh, did you know, fun fact uh, about this, uh, this Jew hunter, um, he was uh, apparently named after a customer, uh, Quentin Tarantino befriended at Video Archives. There was a Hans Landa who would come in and rent movies. That's uh, so fun. Is that interesting? Do you, do you think he appreciated being... I mean, it's a cool character, but I mean, he's, he's kind of a vile, despicable villain. <laughs> That's also true. However, both good oh, robots. Hans Landa, like, like the Nazi Jew hunter. Hey, Hans, yeah, I haven't talked to you since the video store days. Do you see what I did there? You like that? Yeah. Yeah, you're a Nazi now forever. But I mean, he's ultimately a hero, you know, because he helped. <laughs> it was it, that or pedophile. You know, you got to choose. <laughs> Interestingly enough, my entire list, uh, like Oric Goldfinger and Hans Landa, the way the German villains are portrayed in film is kind of... Um, uh, like genteel, uh, almost effeminate, or or like um, uh, achieving some status. You know what I mean? They have some kind of uh, uh, sophisticated, successful. They wouldn't like this, but almost British in some way. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a status in life. Yes. You know, they're either rich or wealthy or powerful, or in uh, Hans Landa's case, sort of educated and genteel. Wait for the cream. Wait for the cream. He's like the right way to eat this eclair yes. or whatever it is. So um, playing against their menacing evil nature. Mm. You'll, you'll see that a lot in my list. Okay. You, so you have a type of German character that you it's have not, It's not, not my type. It's just the type. All right. Well, I mean, my number five, I want to say, is that type. Uh, okay, that's he, good. He's a man's man. He's actually uh, playing in actual Germany. He might be the, the only uh, named character who is uh, doing an actual character oh. uh, an actual uh, human an actual real person and that's Nikki uh, Lada played by Daniel Bruhl yeah Nikki Rush that's right Rush I really enjoyed uh, Rush I don't know if you saw Rush I can't yeah, remember Rush, your take uh, on Ron Rush uh, yeah. underwhelming but but overall above average. it did what it was supposed to do for sure. that kind of movie it did what it was supposed to do it stayed in its lane it's like a perfect type of Ron uh, Ron Howard movie mm-hmm. who makes very soft edged rounded like uh, crowd pleasing, accessible, accessible digestible. movies, and some of the uh, the sound was great. It was like the sound was on. Uh, 
akin to like a Days of Thunder sound, which was fucking fantastic. And uh, I really, really enjoyed both of the characters quite a bit. But I think I liked Nicolata's character a little bit more. And he was supposed to not be the villain, but he was the uh, he was the adversary. Adversary, right? And uh, what what grit and balls that man had! And that gave me an like appreciation. Catch so it's, on it's fire a, in the movie. Yes, he did. Yeah. Story of uh, uh, two of the biggest uh, rivals uh, in in formula one, which I am not familiar with at all. Uh, it's just the one that doesn't go in circles as far as I can tell. Like that's what that, that is in formula one. It's like, Oh, is it the, the one that they, they drive in circle and turn left all day? Or is yeah. it the one where they go windy Yeah, back and forth with different looking cars and their little heads pop out and you get worried that if they flip, like the heads will be ground down. That's true. Yes. Oh God. Did I unplug anything? Okay, go. Oh, Jesus. So, oh Jesus. I'm sorry. I was trying to sit We're about oh, to lose it. I'm fidgety. I'm very, very fidgety. Every saved us quickly. Can't be done. So that's uh, that's my number five. Yeah. And, uh, Daniel Bruhl, like you, you will see him. I guess he'd be considered like a, a German like? character actor, mm. right? Uh, sure. Because it seems like every time, about one out of every three times there's a German in your movie, you're going to see Daniel Bruhl right. there. Uh, he's had a, a, a lengthy career and he's in all sorts of movies, both American and, and German. But I just, I liked how sour grapes he was, but you still like appreciate and you respected right. him as a racer. And uh, I just, I, I, there was a, a breadth of uh, Daniel Bruhl characters I could have pulled from. I almost went with Joy Noel, which I, I think I lean on a little bit too harshly. Mm. Also, I tried to make these all American movies. He's an inglorious too. Uh, yeah, he is. He, That's right. Play, War hero. Playing a German. Yeah. Uh -huh. He's played, he's played uh, uh, Germans across the board. And I was able to keep all of my German characters in American movies. That was one of my main oh, things. I didn't want to have like a German movie with a German character. Yeah. It's like. It's like when you go to China, China, you don't you don't ask for Chinese food. It's just food over there, right? So like, I didn't want to do German characters in German <laughs> Indeed, movies because yeah. food, right? Yeah, give us your finest local fare. Mm -hmm. So I didn't. I, does that make sense? Completely. I, I didn't want to. I, I I left one off that I really wanted. I really wanted around there, but I couldn't do it. Her because on my list. Yeah, because of my because of my my rules, my self imposed. <laughs> Is it from rules. a comedy? No, no That's Madeline Kahn. You guys are going to try and guess my, uh, yeah, my, that's right. my person who's not on my list, mm -hmm. my female. No, number, she may be on Mitch Tobias's list. Oh, so that's your Mitch probably, number five. Let's not do that. Oh, we're not. Remember we tried that last week and it did not, it well, it could, because it was stepping all over our list early on. And we're okay. like, nah, nah, I can't have that. <laughs> no, you did that with the listener list. Yeah. Okay. I, I want Mitch is a listener. Okay. What are you talking well, about? Well, I know, but oh, when, oh, when oh. he's the, when, when you have a decider. Oh, that's that. I'm so sorry. Can we cut everything that just happened out of my mouth? Brian's absolutely right. Let's hear Mitch's. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering yeah. why you're so opposed to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, Mitch should be heard of us. <laughs> Number five for Mitch Tobias. No, no, can't do it. I forgot that that wasn't a listener list. Of course, we always do it this way. My brain is soft and I'm a very uh, foolish person. Hans Gruber. Played by Alec Rickman in Die Hard, pronounced D-Hard in German. <laughs> the hard. The <laughs> pronounced the hard. The world does not need my thoughts on this particular character. Exceptional performance in a genre-defining film. True. It's a, it's a subtype unto itself. Mr. McLean. I mean, I'd be shocked if he's not on your list. He's, I, I can just let, let everyone know he's not on mine. So we will not be hearing uh, from him again. He is one of the first ones that popped into my mind. He is not on my list. A little too obvious. Um, I'm although thrilled that Mitch Adamon's list because he deserved to be mentioned. He's a fantastic villain. However, speaking of Gruber, number four for me. You know where I'm going with the Gruber? Simon Gruber, played by Jeremy Irons in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, 1995, Hans Gruber's vengeful older brother. 
Who, who wants to take vengeance against Are you doing uh, the, the Godfather 2 thing that people do? Which is what? Oh, no, this is Because Hans that. Gruber is the iconic. No, of course. I only did this. It's a bit clever. clever. It's a great character. Clever it's, pick. It's Very a bit clever. clever because, but at the same time, it's, I, I'm not going to put Hans Gruber on there. Just, you know, I, I risk my reputation as a scholar, Anderson. Mm. I can't have that happen mm-hmm. again. Like if, if you were doing your top five favorite books, you couldn't have the Bible on there? Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have Nothing Last Forever by Roderick Thorpe. You know what I forgot to tell you about Flaming That's Hot? That's a deep fucking pull. Yeah, no one appreciated it except for like one dude yeah. right now. And he's one probably on his way to the Wes Anderson movie. Do you know what that book is? And I didn't even hear what you said because I tuned <laughs> it out. What was it? What'd you say? <laughs> That's the book Die Hard was based on. <laughs> That's pretty good, Brian. That's a deep uh, Tip pull. of the hat. Tip of the hat right there for you. <laughs> That's pretty good because it's like it, it's part of what right. you're talking Yeah, it's akin to what, what's happening yeah. there. It's apt. Apt pupil. Uh, what was I saying? I was about to sell you something. Uh, there's something about driving Chinese theater. Did I hear that right? I don't know. I right, think about gone it. Gone from my brain. I'll give you a. I'll give you a, a fun fact. In the meantime, the original script, Anderson, was not a Die Hard sequel. It was a standalone oh, yeah. screenplay called Simon Says. Mm-hmm. Because remember, he keeps giving them these uh, yeah. these uh, riddles to figure out. Right. And uh, and thus uh, he, he he's the titular. He would have been. Simon. Uh, I'm doing that thing that I do. It's kind of annoying to some people, I would imagine. Probably myself, I was listening as well, but I can't help myself. I'm compelled mm. to go back to the last episode we did uh, to a particular movie that I uh, reviewed, uh, which was Flamin' Hot, and I forgot to mention. <laughs> Is there a German character? <laughs> no, but there's uh, an anti-religious tone theme throughout, Ooh. which Interesting. I really... Was surprised by, especially with the audience that they're going for, right? With uh, a lot of Roman Catholics in that community. Yeah, especially. And now there might may have been a point where he kind of came around, and I remember there was some praying over a box at a post office that needed his help. But still, I didn't take that as like a full conversion because uh, he and his wife were not big, uh, mm. big religious people, which I d- did not. It did not add up, and I appreciated that quite a bit. They were on the God Squad. That might not have been true. It might have been bullshit like the rest of the movie. Maybe they were like devout uh, Catholics. Uh, I hope that's the only part that was true. I know. I like that <laughs> Godless family is the only thing. That's Heathens. All right, number four for you. And then to uh, keep myself from doing this next week, I, I would like to also say James Hunt uh, was was played by uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth in Rush. In case that's you right. did not see, and it's the rivalry between those two those two fellows, Nick Nick Lauda, 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 and Nick, James Nicky Hunt. Lauda. Nicky Lauda. And, uh, yeah. All right. Here we go with my number four. Jesus Christ. I got a doctor on my list, bro. As do I. Uh-oh. Now I had... He's much higher, however. I had two doctors on my list. One gets way too much airtime, so I had to uh, ask him to, to sit on the sidelines this week. Tired of his, tired of his surgeries. <laughs> does, he li- does he like human beings? He does not. Like, but my doctor, the doctor that I have on my list, is he, is likes, he finished? likes human beings very much. Did he do the final? Uh, Dr. King Schultz, played by Christoph Waltz, and Django Unchained. That's right. Django Unchained. King Schultz came from a wealthy family, presumably from Dusseldorf, Rhine province, kingdom of Prussia, and is highly cultured as well as very intelligent. He uh, he practiced dentistry up until 1853. Schultz despised slavery and hated the, the sight of slaves being treated poorly. And also killed, leading him to become an, uh, an uh, abolitionist. abolitionist. Thank you. And uh, yes, uh, as far as I can tell, he was a German fella. Right? Well put. German fella. Christoph Waltz. I mean, he's a German actor, so I mean, no, he's fall into, uh, When he wipes the he? foam yeah, off that beer. Yeah, so. 
so good. I mean, I don't love this movie. I don't love a lot of this movie, but I love this character. I mean, and how can what, you not love this character? Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Christoph Waltz is Austrian, born to German uh, parents. We, we all know that. I don't know if you did. We all knew it. <laughs> all knew it. What's uh, Mitch's number four? Mitch's number four is Lola, played by Franca Patente in Run, Lola, Run. That's up. her. Uh, Lola Rent auf Deutsch. And how? That's the one. This is probably one of the first foreign films I saw as a teenager, and I was surprised. Uh, and I was surprised a country outside of the uh, watch your mouth. What? A country outside the alliance of back-to-back World War champs. There it is. Was capable of producing something entertaining. Uh, I credit this film to opening my eyes to foreign cinema. I love chaos. I love gambling. Duh. So you win. Good for you, Mitch. Chaos and gambling and beer. And those are his, yeah, his main, those are the it's main things. That, a lot of that in Germany. He's, and he's a man who can, uh, <laughs> who can curb, you know, his appetite, whereas some of us, you know, that's too much of a good thing can Indeed. kind of ruin your life. And it doesn't seem like that's the case at all with, uh, with Mitch. Uh, Mitch is capable of, he's about to spend a couple of weeks in the Canary Islands. Very jealous. Nice. Very jealous. Are there, um, are there plentiful casinos in Germany? I mean, judging by rolling the run, I guess. I've never spent any time huh? in Germany. We were at Frankfurt for a few hours. It's the most I got off on a train once with my wife, smoked a cigarette, and then I tell her I've been in Germany, and she's like, no, you haven't. I'm like, well, I, got, I, I wasn't even, I, we went across Germany in the train, and I got off and smoked a cigarette, so feet were on the feet ground. Feet were on the ground, yeah. She goes, still, you didn't spend any, and I'm like, you're right, you're right. I didn't sleep there, I didn't talk to any locals. Gave a couple really, really hard looks at a couple of Germans on the train with us, though. Why? I don't know if that counts. Why? I don't like people that are too close to me and talking loudly. Oh, they were, they were, they were encroaching. Yeah. Oh, and I had to share a, a train car with them in Germany, a sleeping car. A whole German family was in the, tra- the sleeping car with us. Did not like them. Shot them some looks as well. Does the that count? sleeping car. Does that count? Oh, yeah. It was, it was like a 15-day trip before Jillian and I got, no, after we got married. It was to Europe, and we hit like eight cities. I mean, eight, eight countries. And I, I planned the whole trip. And I knew, because Jillian's a very private person. She doesn't like to have, like, doesn't like to go to movie theaters because people are there, right? She likes to keep to herself. And I knew the only way to get us from, I think it was Prague to, to Venice was on, we had to sleep on the sure. fucking train with another family. I knew oh, this no. and I just was ringing my, I didn't tell her until like we were boarding the train. <laughs> I'm like, all right now, honey, now, here's, by the way, here's a, I didn't want to deal with her. Like, so I, you, you effectively have a toddler. You want to rip the bandaid you off. You have a toddler. You're like, no, there's, yeah, yeah. there's going to be vegetables in this restaurant. Do you remember the story from the after disaster where like we went into the car and they're like that, that angry woman was on the top bunk. Just like, you have too many bags, way too many bags. I forgot about this. It was the same train. How long ago was that? It was 2015. Wow. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I have a doctor at number three. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something about this. Does he have uh, a pet? He, he had a, he he had had a, a pet. Had. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps on giving. It really does. He had three pets. <laughs> or is it one? It he was emerged. three. He emerged. Yeah. A dry hound uh, eventually <laughs> <laughs> became, <laughs> became one. <laughs> Do I need to see this again? I only saw it once and it's I enjoyed it. It's so funny. It's just so I funny. I just never revisited. Did you ever see the second or third one? No, I uh, heard. I want you to say the second one is just They're too, all completely different movies, which is really impressive. One one is legitimately a fun. Talking about Human Centipede. Yes. For those of you who aren't listening. Oh, that's not mine. Oh, you're doing a misdirect. Dr. Joseph Heider, of course, played by Dietrich Laser. Dieter Laser, excuse me. I think, Avery, you get more out of the movie going into it knowing that this is a comedy, a yeah, very ridiculous black yeah. comedy. 
And and as as such, Doctor Hyder, one of the funniest characters ever committed to film. They're all comedies. I don't like human beings. <laughs> it's very funny. It is very funny if you know that it's that it's a comedy, like Brian says. Now, the the third one is his just, beloved Dryhund is uh, commemorated on the wall. It is, and, and he has a little uh, headstone in the, yeah. in the backyard, right? That's right. Yeah. I called when I had my three chihuahuas. I called them. I collectively referred three to dog. them as three dog. Yeah, time for go to, go to a walk, three dog. It's it's so, so not my type of humor. I do not like poop humor yeah. at all. This shouldn't be funny. It it goes so far over the top that it comes back around. It goes down. Oh no! Stop it! I said goes back around too. That's Let's right. not talk about that. It goes front to back. Oh, there's another one there, Brian. The completion, the full, the full sequence, the ring. Oh, yeah, right. the ring. But how do you get it started? Mouthful and then it's out. That's true. Let's see, see this marble go. Yeah. <laughs> you know like what? A Hot Wheels track. You're just I, making a loop. I normally Dude, the, 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 there's so many details that are fucking hilarious with the first one. It's like they they're trying to escape and there's the, the spiral staircase. It's like that's just genius. That's just so smart to put that in there. I've had people ask me like, "Is that a good movie?" I'm like, "Okay, here's the thing. It is. It I'm is gonna say movie. yes." Because it's high on the fun factor. It's extreme. It's off the charts. But it's not like a. It's not like a. B like Roger Corman. No, you know like it's Sharknado. Well it's, or, it's or the well room or, and the tension. Yeah, or the room. Like this no, is a well made, no. well made film. And I say that like, despite the fact that the the premise is so absurd. But like when she's in the pool, uh-huh. and she's like that is tense. Like yeah. you're, it's tense. It's without Dieter Laser as Doctor Hyder, this is a full star less. Now you right. haven't seen the second one. True, but you said it's a very one. different film. So yeah, but it's interesting to talk about how different they are and how this. I mean, this Tom Six is a. It's he's a good. He's an accomplished filmmaker. As much as we complain about like you know Hollywood cannibalizing its own properties, you know remakes, sequels, prequels, whatever. I would like to see an origin story movie about Dr. Hyder where like he was a world renowned surgeon. I know. You wonder if he worked for the Nazis. Yeah. Like he removing conjoined twins, separating conjoined twins. Like he was, something happened to him in the ensuing years after his retirement. He was like, that turned him the dark, the dark route. I think it's like the parents that he, he did these surgeries for were so ungrateful that he's trying to undo his work. Right. There's so many great ways you can go with this. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, he could have gone and found... I mean, he didn't even have to do the ass to mouth thing. He, he could have just been, like, tracking down the kids that he separated and her are now teenagers, and then he puts them back together. But it doesn't even have to be... It could just be, like, you know, conjoining them again. Yeah. That no, would he, be good. Theater Laser is dead, so I'm hoping that we can get, like, a prequel of the young Dr. Hyder. The second one is black and white. It's one of the most disturbing... has some of the most disturbing imagery I've ever seen because I, I, instead of using the, the skilled, re- world-renowned doctor, it's a, it's a guy who's not... Like the cheese has slipped off the cracker, as they say, right? He's not mentally all there, uh, not well educated at all. Kind of enthusiastic, all, kind of all thumbs. Determination. Martin is Determined. all thumbs. He's a security guard. Determined. Very determined. Huge fan of. It's very meta. Huge fan of the original um, uh, Human Centipede. He watches it on a loop. He has a plan of actually yeah, a loop. emulating it, doing it himself. And, but instead of having like surgical instruments and. <laughs> And a surgical hand and and the and the and, and the schooling. a license. He lives with his mom and he has access to board but- certification. He has access to like staple a stapler right. and butt and butter knives. And that's how he goes about it. And a hammer. And it's it's awful, Brian. And it's fucking awful. I really would not like to see this. And then the third one I look forward to never seeing it. The third one, the final sequence, is just all like over the top comedy and it's just like it's just stupid. It's mm. it's it's just a really gross comedy. 
But yeah, he's made three very different movies with this. I haven't even looked him up in a while. What's old Tom Six? If IMDb wasn't so fucked, I don't know what's wrong with that IMDb. It just well, does not work. Unfortunately, it's your turn to uh, do your number three. Mm, I guess I'll look up Tom Six. Oh, look at that. Tom Cruise. You know, it's kind of got the Tom Cruise different. thing. We're like, you know, the, the premise behind it precedes the actual movie. So I think the actual skilled filmmaking gets lost mm. in the, the absurd sure, premise. Sure. Yeah. Right. Number uh, three for me is the one that I have a clip for. This is uh, uh, one that I hinted, talked about a little bit earlier uh, in, in the fingers, talking about fingers. This is my favorite and only thing that I really responded to in anything Jack Reacher. Yeah, me too. This goes back to 2012. I remember, I remember fights outside of a bar and this. Fights outside of a bar. And like this thing that we saw in the trailer where he blends in with the crowd and puts on the pirate hat. Mm. Like That's kind of cool. And it's not a bad movie, but it's just not a movie made for me. But the Zek, who, that's that's his name. Werner Herzog plays the Zek, who is the, this might be giving stuff away, but I mean, everyone's watching the new series and stuff. Well, he's right? the villain, right? He's, he's the, the villain, he's the but I feel like we know he doesn't have fingers, but then this is the origin story of how he lost his fingers, and uh, it has to do with him being very German and uh, being in a gulag at one point for his Germanness. Here's what I have to do. I was in prison in Siberia. I spent my first winter wearing a dead man's coat, a hole in one pocket. I chewed these fingers off before the frostbite could turn to gangrene. These I gave up to avoid working in the sulfur mine. That is how I survived when so many others did not. A man this rare can always be of use. So show me. Show me our rare. That's good. Show me you'll do anything to survive. No, that's good. Where's the, the line that I love so much? You have a knife? Did I, I have a knife? Did I have a knife? Yeah, that, that's after like a long, oh, uh, a long pregnant pause. Of, okay. So yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an ultimatum that he's setting up for this other character who uh, either has to bite off his own fingers or take a bullet to the head. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's hard not to watch a scene like that and not put yourself in the shoes mm. of the would-be uh, well, finger gloves. biter gloves why the hole in the pocket is that is he suggesting that that's what caused like he'd keep yeah, his I think hand that's what made his hands the freeze. dead man's yeah. gonna just ball him up in there Werner. the zach just squeeze i feel like this is a big reveal that i let go and uh um, no. eh, it was worth it though because just any hearing Werner herzog talk anytime is great right oh and always good that's that? after dr evil that's like a dr evil level uh origin story and here we are you're right like that is like that, that could have been so tropey and comical yes. and it was comical cause it was so dark, but he sold it. And like, yep. it's like his eyes are all glossed over, like, you know, kind of glassy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looks scary as fuck. <laughs> have you seen this movie? No, I, I, I didn't. It does he not match the, the rest of the scene. movie. It does not match. The whole movie is kind of like a modern day, it's like, it's like a, a fun, fun James Bond. There you go. And then this, fucking, <laughs> this, this monster. <laughs> Shows up, and I—I uh, I don't know if Werner's just like I will do your part, but let me come up with my own backstory. Yeah, he might have done that himself. I feel like he just, yeah. I feel like he just did the whole finger thing, and they're like, "We're gonna have to get cutaways and like do some makeup on his fingers because this is yeah, gold." Because this is for, gold. for a non-actor, Werner sells that shit really well. He's really good, and everything I've seen yeah. him in, like he's very Werner, but he he transcends uh, director and becomes you know whatever character he's is a on. performer. Yeah, he really is a performer. His whole life has been one performance after another. Let's hear uh, Mitch's number three. Mitch's number three is Captain Cleansendorf, Sam Rockwell, and Jojo Rabbit. Oh, Mm -hmm. 
I was able to include this film in a recent unit on magical realism in my 11th grade English class. The students enjoyed it quite a bit, and I genuinely appreciated Rockwell's performance. Rockwell. The absurdity of his He's climactic scene. He's in that band scene. of brothers. Nope. <laughs> Cornelia. Gave me a legitimate chuckle. Side note, if you will indulge me, in the same unit we also watched Raising no, Arizona. Off. Oh, sorry. As an example of cartoonish comedy. Huh? For my money, one of the, Brian, you'll like this. For my money, one of the funniest lines in all of cinema is delivered by Highs, uh, HIs, uh, Supervisor Glenn regarding the couple's inability to adopt a white baby. I said, healthy white baby, five years. What else you got? Said they got two Koreans and a Negro born with his heart on the outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a crazy world. It's raised in Arizona. It's a crazy world. Yep. That's right. So we were I watching this in class. I developed a bit of a wheezing laugh, not a peep from the students. Mm. Tough scene for the Gen Zers out there. <laughs> Tough scene for the Gen Zers. I just heard Michael Che talking about how he said transvestite at a college gig. Yeah. Like a year ago. And it just like went. <gasps> and he made it out alive. Yeah, he made it out alive. But he actually said the word transvestite. And they were like, they'd never maybe even heard the word he was thinking. Yeah. They might not even, but they just heard the trans part and then something that they weren't familiar with. They came after it and they're like, <gasps> It was just like the air got sucked out of the room. Yeah. He's like, what? It's, yeah. a, it's a turn. It just means That's somebody who doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so he went and he looked it up. Turns out that vestite actually is an Italian word. You should know this, Brian, about somebody who wears different clothes or something. I yeah. don't know that. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's not a hateful thing. It's not a mean thing, but. It's outdated. It's outdated, yeah. Mm. Okay. But uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about like, sake. call it what were we gonna say i was gonna say what would be the term now because i thought it was very specific where it is a straight man who dresses like a woman oh that's is that what right? you got to say all those you can't say cross-dressing no, you can say, I, I don't know is it cross-dressing is that what it's tranny it's not that oh that's the part i wasn't sure chick with dick what is a transvestite? But it That's has nothing to do with a transgender. No, no, transvestite was like cross. It's just the, right? yeah. yeah. Somebody who crossed is uh, Hoover. Like, I guess you would say uh, non-binary these days. Buffalo Bill. You got to say, you, you have to say the classic <laughs> transvestite. I mean, I think that's the most realistic depiction of, right? That's, Buffalo that Bill? They, that's what they said, right? Like, that's what all trans... Oh, yeah, gender yeah. people are yeah they all end up uh, either killing themselves or many others it does suck that like that's the, for that entire group of yeah, the that, population that was the public that's perception the one, that's the one that is the poster child yeah that's that's no good that'd be like uh, it's problematic I was gonna say Lex Luthor for all bald people for you but he's kind of cool bad. no he's not that. bad who smart you, who do we want to go with uh, like if there's only one like no one else is bald except for this one character well, bald for a long time was just dumb and stupid, right? Mm-hmm. It was like old and middle-aged and dumb and, and ineffectual. Yeah. So I guess any number of, you know, uh, from uh, Groundhog Day, Ned the Head, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the insurance salesman, Stephen Tobolowski. We got to take a break. Break time. Oh, that's what I saw. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Dude, that yeah. was my, oh my God. Felt Amazing. Like the first time. I loved it. Great loved movie. it. Loved that movie. All right, coming up next, uh, more uh, German characters. After we talk about some Amazon purchases next. I want to correct the record, Anderson, much like you and your Sam Rockwell boner from last week or the week before. Um, I apparently, someone, I forget if it was on our Facebook page or Red Edit, but uh, some, whoever, I highlighted a, a knife. Uh, last week and uh, someone said I bought the knife and Brian was very dismissive and uh, I think they posted like a video of this very cool knife that like folded and had hinges and gears in my defense 
I don't mean to be dismissive, but when I looked it up on Amazon, it did not have an animated like schematic of how this thing worked. It was just a knife. So I was like, yeah, someone got a knife. The knife was cool. The knife was very cool. So uh, good for you. You tell us anything cool. more about the knife? And the knife, if you'd listen, right, right, to I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. The knife has hinges and it has gears sure, and you sorry. can do all sorts of shit with it. It's a cool knife. Cool knife. It, what hey, is it, does the knife do anything though? Yeah, it, it, it moves. It folds. He doesn't have to bite his fingers off. What? Yeah, it's like it's like a um, utility knife, right? You might see like I've a FedEx heard, I've heard enough of the knife. I was yeah. joking. I was okay. kidding, kidding. Would you be allowed to bring it on a plane? Probably not. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. No. This is the size of a um, box cutter, maybe even a little larger. I have like a little Swiss Army knife. It's black, which is cool because mm. usually they're red and mine's black. Ooh. And I play a little fun game with myself. It's only fun for me. But <laughs> it's I always have pinochle. it. It's always in my luggage, and I always have to remember to take it out before mm. it's on my it's in my carry on, and I keep it in there. And then I have to remember to take it out and move it. Every time. I don't know why I do that, why but do I do, you do that? that. I don't know. Keep me on my toes. I used okay. to have a credit card size thing that folded up into a knife. Oh, yeah? That thing was interesting. Oh, nice. That comes straight out of, like, ISIS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you buy it on the ISIS site. My mom's insane. I think she got that for me in a, as a stocking I stuff clicked through the Amazon on ISIS for you, honey. <laughs> she did. And by the way, just a reminder, uh, Amazon is increasing their payouts on many, many things uh, for the first half of July. If you're uh, looking for Prime Day things, you got things in your cart, you're going to do a little shopping. Cart! Please consider tapping the link on andersonandbrian.com. It is free, free for you and helps us a little bit, well, a little bit more in this case, uh, on the back end. So, uh, pre, thank you for that. Here are the things purchased on Amazon this week. You can do it. A, uh, a part of me <laughs> thinks this is maybe a dorm room decor. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone got two uh, neon signs that say pizza, and someone got two neon signs that say game zone. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's a dorm room attire or if someone actually has a pizza uh, game zone, sorry, a pizza uh, shop with arcades. I would think two would tell you that. Yeah, I think they let you neon in a. In college, was it? And I don't think you I need to. Yeah, but I think it's more accessible these days by vis-a-vis Amazon, right? Well, what I'm saying is like, why would you need two unless you got two kids that have the exact same two interests? That's and that, really it sounds point. like something that you'd probably want to put in your front window, like in a little uh, shop. Like That's a, a good point. All like right, a, thank you, uh, thank you very much for tapping the banner again. That let us know where your pizza shop is, and we'll front, give you front a little back. plug. Koto Koto Paxi Koto Paxi Alpha Travel Pack Televis Dos. No, Dot Boot, Dot Boss. I got it mixed up. Dot, Dot, Dat Boss, Mix, LR, Long Range Antenna. Good Lord, I'm having troubles here. Air Alexa, Air Alexa, Self-Inflating Camping Mattress Purchased. Sun Joe Electric Dethatcher. Someone got themselves. We're going to clear some uh, some brush. Anchor, Power Bank Portable Charger. Uh, Asus Zen Screen Portable Monitor. Someone got themselves 16 by 9 L Shelf Brackets. Columbia Men's Facet Shoes, Wet and Forget, Moss, Mold, Mildew, and Algae Stain Remover. Maneuver, Maneuver Wall Mount Bathroom Mirror. Someone got Ruflex, Roflex, Roflex, Arm and Leg Massager. Ooh, how nice. Two, Continental Gator Skin Duraskin Tires. Two, Amazon Basics 100-foot Extension Cords. Nutribullet Personal Blender was picked up. Purina One Lamb and Rice Formula Dog Food. Yale Nevis Navis uh, Paddle Passage Lever was picked up. Eight pounds of individually wrapped pinata candies. Happy birthday to you or your child. Red Label Knife Sharpener Sanding Belts. Jeff Deluxe Steel Golf Cart Drumstick Stand for a drummer. 
presumably. Cedar Summit Ultralight Day Pack, Hylea, Hylea, Running Socks, and someone got themselves a copy of Final Fantasy 16 Deluxe Edition for PlayStation 5. Thank you for getting that. Hey, the movie that I clicked through since the last time we talked at you. The Last of Sheila was clicked through. I don't know. What is The Last of Sheila? What, who or what is that? Why is she no more? Why is she dissipating? She's very convivial. She's, she's leaving. She's The Last of Sheila. I don't know who that is or why she's leaving. Uh, I do know my computer is not working properly. So it's a 1973 mystery film uh, directed by Herbert Ross. Thank you. It's starring, uh, written by Anthony Perkins oh, and Stephen Sondheim. He did do a couple right writes on a couple uh, pictures. Bad Lieutenant was clicked through. I wonder which one. Both great in their own ways. Run Lola Run was clicked through as well as We Are the Best. That was a uh, a movie that Brian originally wrote when he um, had dual personalities. Well, that was the, that was the uh, original title for the documentary. We Are the Best. It was about him and his tumor. We Are the Best. Breathe was clicked through as well as Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Miss 45. John Wick, Chapter 4, Bonus X-Ray Edition. A Good Person was clicked through as well. Sisu. You don't say Sisu like uh, we were all saying for a while. You, you pronounce it Sisu from the director of Rare Exports. Uh, Blackberry was also uh, clicked yes. through. Fuck to the yes with the Blackberry from the director of The Dirties as well as uh, Operation Avalanche. And then finally, Journeys Through French Cinema was clicked through. That's, uh, that's quite a journey you got there. Ronin and Caged. Finally, Caged was clicked through. Thank hey. you very much for the click-throughs, guys. Appreciate it. And... Uh, you might know Herbert Ross, uh, director of uh, Sheila, as the director of Funny Girl. He also uh, may be uh, most famous for directing The Turning Point, for which he was nominated for Best Picture and Best Director. Whew. Thanks. I always like uh, learning a little something. Yeah, I, I did, did not. I I've seen uh, Funny Girl, but not. Uh, he directed Footloose. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's still Magnolias. All right. I just I just heard an interview with this guy. Oh, really? Very recently. Herbert yeah. Ross. Yeah. Probably ninety years old. It might have been an interview from before. I mean, it's not like only live things. Oh, he died. Never mind. He died in 2001. Okay. Well, it was was an older interview, Mm -hmm. but that's I definitely. All right, let's uh, impact the program. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There is a corner of Los Angeles where dreams are brought to life. The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Where stars are born. Made it by! Top of the world! Where legends are made. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. For over a hundred years, the world has been captivated by Hollywood, but just beneath the stardust lie a million more fascinating stories. Tales of heroism, villainy, betrayal, passion, tragedy, and triumph that when sewn together form an incredible history. The Secret History of Hollywood, available now wherever you get podcasts. We all know how important it is to keep your eye on the money and not just your own. 
To follow trends, track financial situations, follow gains and losses, check out the Yahoo Finance podcast. Every day, we'll give you a quick overview of the latest market and financial news that you need to know. You'll be able to hear about the biggest headlines in the business world in three minutes or less, right after markets close. It's perfect to listen to while you make another cup of coffee or work out a new budget. Check it out now. Listen to Yahoo Finance wherever you get your podcasts. That's Yahoo Finance wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. Time to wrap this baby up with a few German characters from each of us. Number two for me, I like to dust this movie off, Anderson, every uh, few years, bring it up or out of the vault, as it were, because it's not a movie that gets uh, discussed here or in uh, polite society. I think I assigned it to you mm. many years ago. One of the best TV movies I've ever seen, Conspiracy, 2001. You love your conspiracy. conspiracy. You love it. And I'm choosing Colin Firth's character, uh, Wilhelm Stuckert, who was a real person who uh, was part of the, uh, the Nazi um, final solution. Uh, he was uh, portrayed by Colin Firth. Uh, if you don't remember our conspiracy, it's been a while since we talked about it. But this is the, um, the story of the 1C conference, which is uh, where the German uh, Third Reich leadership developed the uh, final solution to the Jewish question, as it's politely known, as it's you know, colloquially known, the Holocaust, mm-hmm. uh, killing uh, many, many millions of Jews. And uh, yeah, Stu- Wilhelm Stuckert is the one that sticks out most to me. This, this is a very fine uh, movie starring uh, Kenneth Branagh and uh, Stanley Tucci and uh, the uh, aforementioned Colin Firth. Firth character stands out to me the most because, and this is the one I may have had a clip for, but I decided not to. However, he is getting increased. So the Germans, uh, the German officers in this movie are discussing with uh, cold um, um, efficiency the best way to kill millions of Jews and rid rid, uh, Europe of Jews. And they're like throwing ideas around like, well, what if we uh, uh, did did some sort of, uh, the bullets are too expensive. So it's just very chilling, the efficiency and casualness they're discussing this this mass, mass genocide with. And you can see Colin Firth is getting more and more annoyed and more and more frustrated as this conference goes on and they're discussing how to kill all these people. And at one point, he kind of blows up and you're like, oh, well, here comes the part where Colin Firth is our sympathetic proxy and he's going to try and talk some sense into these people and be talked down. And in fact, it's very different. Not that at all. Colin Firth is like, you people don't understand how we're going to be perceived for all this. Uh, the Jews are, are, are a serious problem. They're a cunning people and they need to be pinched off at this generation. And you're like, oh my God, this guy who I was expecting to be like the, the one voice of reason. Yeah, the sympathetic you know, character in this is in fact the worst of all. Yeah. And he's like, we need to do this efficiently and quickly and quietly. And, and, quietly. Yeah. and, no, and we, need to, we need to sell the world on how evil these uh, people are so that we're not looked as the bad guy. And it's like, oh my God, this is so much it. worse than I anticipated. Yeah. You're hoping. You're hoping for yes. somebody you can follow. Like there might be some shred of hope. Because Firth, he, he's a he's a genteel man. You yeah. know what I mean. He's he, like in, in, in his uh, in his persona, in his acting persona. You're like, oh well, here comes the uh, the, the guy who's fed up with all this. And it's like, no, he, he's very much on board. It's it's. Did you hear uh, Roseanne Barr like, recently? No, I mean, she was just talking about how recent, fairly recently. Oh I think. boy. 
It was, I mean, it's essentially like six million Jews should be gone like tomorrow. Oh, she no. would if she could because really? they cause all the problems. Still doing this? She's mentally ill. Like, and it's weird. Like the, was she the type of no, no, no. <laughs> the type of the type of mental oh, no. illness that occurs where it's just like. It, like, it just changes your brain into something like a, this hate thing. Do that, you think there's something about having so much will money? Will you look that up and see like how recently that was? Cause I just heard the sound bite that was uh, played for me and go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was going to say, do you think there's something to being so wealthy and powerful that no one is around you to tell you no? One day ago, one day ago. Oh my yeah. God. And she was suggesting that, you know, they cause all the, the problems in the world. It's, and from She's what I understand, no, no, she wasn't. Like, if you heard the sound, but we're not oh, going to play no. her. No, but, no. Like, but from what I understand, too, I was never a giant. On Patreon. My, my, my wife was a giant Roseanne Bart fan growing up. Like she loved the, the Roseanne show. show. Funny, like, yeah. and, she, and I apparently like she, you know, I, I don't know. This is from all my wife saying is like, you know, she was all about inclusion and diversity. And mm. she was, you know, a, a pe- <laughs> she always had controversies around her, but she was never like hateful like this. And it's like something happened in her brain. <laughs> she did it on Theo Vaughn's podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> so she's Theo. just, I mean, the, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. Did he push but, back? I don't know. No, of course not. I like no. Theo. Do you? No, I mean, I know him through a couple of times on the Crow show. He's a nice enough guy, mm. but I, I don't know him personally. It seems like, uh, anyways, should, I, wait, should I be sticking up for this guy? It's interesting. So, so, it's like the, so many Germans had like this, this mental illness that allowed them to talk about a full group of people as though they were shrubs or weeds. It's it just, needed to be pulled out of the ground. I killed two, or I had two kill, Please two fish, two oh. fish killed. Uh, Cause Atticus, he wanted to fish. He's never fished before successfully. So I took him to one of these fucking trout farms. And oh, right. he, he caught two fish. Is this the one you're saying is scooped up with a, with a, we did that uh, when oh. I was a kid. Like, oh, they weren't biting the day that I went with my That's friend, it. and I had to scoop them up with a bucket. But no, you're, you're not allowed to scoop them up here. And he caught two fish. And like, I'm, I'm still very upset about those fish. And it was like four days ago. Mm. I got very, how, how do you get to a place where it's just like other human beings are? You can just mow them down like corn. It's, That's crazy. There's like a mental illness there, I think, right? You, yeah, yeah, it goes against what I would think is human nature. Yeah. And to hear like somebody like Roseanne Barr, who I don't think that was dormant in her and just sitting there waiting to come out and she's finally just more, she has nothing to lose now. So she, I don't think that's, anyways, whatever. To a dissertation on, on hate speech later, I guess. Uh, my Save number, that Patreon. My number two. Oh, my computer needs. Come on, buddy. Oh, this is, a, this is a fun one. I absolutely love this movie. It doesn't get as much play as it should. And it's been too long uh, since SLC Punk has made oh. the list. But there's, a, a, it's mainly uh, him and Bob, right? It's mainly... Uh, Matthew Lillard and Bob, who are the two uh, lead characters, but their neighbor, a, a guy who's around all the time, is Mark, and he's played by Till Schweiger. Okay. And uh, Till Schweiger is a German man. Schweiger? Uh, Schweiger. Schweiger. I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, he gives so much color and so much fun. There's an eight minute super, uh, super cut of, of him as Mark in SLC punk. And it's just such a good movie. If you have not seen SLC punk, uh, and you should enjoy it. Uh, he's got a, a long, uh, um, career as an actor, 88 credits on IMDb. He was also in glorious bastards. Um, he's directed a number of things that I have not seen, but he's, because SLC Punk is about these two fish out of water punk guys mm-hmm. played by Matthew Lillard mm-hmm. and his friend Bob. And they are in like this very super, you know, clean, religious Mormon community. And they're against the grain punk guys. And punk guys stand out anyways, but they definitely stand out in 
uh, in Utah. Sure. And then their neighbor, who seems like the straight man, who's like the, even though he's German, like, you know, he's got a thick German accent, he's way crazier and more fucked up than they will ever be. And that's, it's all about perception. He's more buttoned up and he looks normal. They like hanging out with them. They like stealing cars and having fun with them. But the crazy German Mark is uh, the one with a very troubled past and involved trauma. I mean, they didn't go with, uh, he's too young to do like the, the post-World War II thing, but you know, he lost his parents in a, in a plane wreck and mm. uh, he's murdered people with his large, large uh, Clint Eastwood Magnum, 40, 44 Magnum. Uh, yeah, Mark in SLC Punk is my, second favorite German character. I did not know that until doing the research oh. and uh, scouring my brain and um, lists out there. And I'm okay. like, oh my God, Mark, yes, fuck yes. Fuck to the yes. And I went and I wanted to make sure that I found enough uh, video evidence and oh, it's out there. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's fantastic. It took a little bit of research. Like you come up with a character and you're like, wait, is he German? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, like, if he was Austrian, I wouldn't have been shocked. I'm like, please be German. And he's German. There you go. All right, let's hear Mitch's number two. Mitch's number two is Werner Herzog. It's oh. Werner Herzog. Oh. In Burden of Dreams. <laughs> so good. Not technically a character, but the man is definitely a character. Top five documentary for me and the film that introduced me to just how depraved human beings can behave. Werner gets a lot of play on this pod, but it's 100% deserved. <laughs> a truly unique 100. being. Deprived, depraved, depraved, deprived, depraved in burden of dreams. That's what he said. Huh. In the sense that I guess like you would stoop to any level to get what you need. I don't, but you saw it. I mean, burden of dreams is all about, is all about the making of uh, Fitzcarraldo, which is a phenomenal movie in its. its Depraved might be the wrong word, but I know what he's going after is like sort of a. An insatiable you know, appetite or an, an insatiable drive. Drive, know? yeah, because he's talking about all the pain and torture that he himself went through. He also had others go through it as well, mm. to an extent, Werner did, uh, to make Almost this. Almost like a manic energy. Because Fitzcarraldo could have been made with all miniatures. He used miniatures in it for sure, but he definitely did not want to use miniatures in getting that ferry boat actually up and over a mountain in, in, in the Amazon. Like He made people actually do that for him. What a crazy fucking movie that Burden of Dreams is. Yeah, you maybe watched that. that it's was, so good. That was rewarding. So fun. Burden of Dreams, everybody. If you get anything from this week, I'd say it's Burden of Dreams. You've seen the Burden of I Dreams? Not. <gasps> I'd say Conspiracy. <gasps> no, it's not. I mean, conspiracy. Here's the problem with Conspiracy. I mean, you talked it up for many years. I finally watched it. It's a bunch of angry Germans sitting around talking for a long periods of time. That's true. And, you know, there are some chilling moments, obviously, yeah, that comes with the territory. But my, it's mostly it's Germans like plotting. Dinner, like my dinner with the Wilhelm. It's, it's like... Um, that's, that was a really good poll. My dinner with Wilhelm? Yep. Because yeah, my dinner with Andre? Yeah, but there's a number of them. It's it's more like uh, Stalin. Uh, the uh, oh, Death of Stalin? Death of Stalin, yeah. But there's no fun. <laughs> the Death of Stalin oh, is a not, lot of fun. It's not a fun movie at all. It's just Germans sitting around plotting. I don't need to see that for hours. Number one for me. Speaking of Germans plotting, we just talked about this on our Patreon episode. So not everyone heard it. So we can spend a little bit of time or a lot of time. But to Hans Beckert, played by Peter Lorre, NM. Yeah. From 1931. He's your number one, eh? That's a. It's one of the greatest characters ever committed. He's great, but he was just our number one like last week. Yeah, but, but but it was Patreon, so I imagine oh, a third true. of our audience heard it most. It's true. You think they're sharing? You think a third of the audience? Right. I said it most. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, you just gave it away now. 
Hans oh. Beckert uh, is a is a villain. He's a horrible man. He is a uh, child, um, presumably child molester, certainly a child murderer. Um, but he's overwhelmed, uh, overcome with his desires, and at one point even verbalizes it when he's caught. He's like, "Don't you think I want out of this? Don't you think I'm, I'm tortured by this?" Uh, and so that sort of self recognition, you know, of, of his uh, prison yeah. is uh, is compelling, especially for 1931. Yeah, especially for yeah, Fritz Lang was uh, definitely ahead of his time, mm-hmm. and you know I don't like to talk too much about it, but I, I don't know, why do I have to do? Why do I? I mean, it's a per- perfect example, uh, represent not perfect, but it's a great representation of compulsion and how mm-hmm. uh, it, you know it just ruins. He must, he must do what he does, and of course you're a vile, horrible, uh, selfish person to mm-hmm. allow yourself to hurt other people to sustain yourself. But they're, these people are so driven, and I think that that gets lost in the conversation all the time. They're just like they just think that these people, you know, come in and they want to like touch kids because they think it's fun and they like it. And like you, you can't understand that none of us can unless you actually have that fucking drive. And you could see that yeah. in this movie from almost a hundred years ago. They're actually it's a character study more than anything else. It is. Uh, Lori himself was a Hungarian born to German-speaking Jews. Hmm. Mm. All right. Well. Comes to uh, my number one, or we're going with Mitch's number one. Mitch, Mitch is going to last. Okay. Mitch bets uh, clean up. All right, so my number one is, um, I mean, speaking of getting too much play, you know, too much airtime, but, uh, you know, why don't I just read? <clears throat> I, have, I have it uh, in my... Are there any Germans in uh, Fury Road? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's Germans in there for sure, but that's... Oh, that would be your number one. Oh, I thought you meant Fury. Never oh. mind. Oh, no. There's Germans in Fury, that's okay. right. Okay, here we go. This is off of Villain's uh, Wiki. Merk, I'm going to fuck this up. Merkward Dieglieb Dieglieb was born in Germany and became a Nazi during World War II. He lost his right arm and broke both of his legs during the World War and had to sit in a wheelchair as a result. The Nazis... Oh, is this the Winter Soldier? The Nazis during some point had given Merkward Lugibi... A mechanical arm that had a mind of its own, Brian, and still had some of his Nazi traits from before. <laughs> Trying to put his Nazi past behind him, he had moved to America hoping to live a normal life so and changed, true story? changed his name to Strange Love, a loose translation of his German name. Talking about Dr. Strange Love mm-hmm. and the titular Dr. Strange Love, or how I learned to love, stop wearing and love the bomb, 1964, Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece, which. <laughs> And just researching it just this week and researching this character, and you're right, Avery, I should have come up with a couple clips because, I mean, <laughs> Peter Sellers fucking crushes it as Dr. Strange. I think German. most people know that. He's not a German actor. He plays a German character in this. And that's, that's a thing that absolutely happened quite a bit. Spoils of war where you're a German scientist. Get him over here, right? We'll give up on Frankenstein's army and then get over here. And you're going to start working for us and making our nuclear weapon for us, right? That, that, that happened. That happened. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, actually, the nuclear weapon had already been. You know what I mean? They t- we took their best scientists. It's part of spoils of war. Uh, however, we had a Nazi, Nazi background. Uh, and reading it more about every time I, I go down rabbit holes and I'll start reading about something like Strange Love or Lolita or, you know, Cooper Gore. Mm. And there's so many comments out there saying like Dr. Strangelove is basically a documentary and just talking about how it's so over the top and like by far Kubrick's most goofy film oh, yeah. but it's so based on so many things that are huh. real and factual it actually started out as a true like you know just thriller or drama and there is so much hypocrisy and so much absurdity in yeah. what they're covering it's they, a, they, you must include the, the comedy they're like we just gotta make this a black comedy we can't uh, allow this to be 
you know, straightforward because people are going to be laughing throughout and you don't want them laughing if they shouldn't be, if they feel like they shouldn't be laughing. So let's just make it a comedy, which they did. But yeah, a lot of accuracies. Uh, and, and, you know, while Dr. Peter Sellers was, he did his own thing. He mm-hmm. was, uh, which was another, another reason to love Kubrick so much was as much of a control freak as he was, he recognized something that was, you know, he couldn't, you couldn't put a cap on Sellers, but he loved his, he loved how unpredictable he was. Sure. He loved what he brought and he kind of gave him all the leash in the world and let him was do his fucking thing. Was that the last thing. only time Kubrick ever did that actor? Gave, gave him that much lead by? I mean, I'm sure he did it in Lolita too with the same actor. Uh, I don't know if he did it with Jack Nicholson. Maybe a little, little Nicholson. It feels like Nicholson's over the top a little bit. And you, you can see like what Paul Thomas Anderson did with Daniel Day Lewis. Like, mm. and, and there will be blood. I mean, he was definitely allowed to do whatever the fuck he wanted. I don't think he was being directed uh, when he was uh, talking to Paul there at the end. You're just a boy. You're just a boy. Okay. Paul so Dano. That's, that's, uh, that's my number. number my, my number one is Dr. Strangelove. Mm. I've heard of it. I didn't know. I never knew until this week. I, all the stuff, you know, all the things. And a lot, you know, I'm a little bit dusty, a little rusty with my Kubrick knowledge. Uh, it's been a year since I studied that man like an insane person. But I, I may have read, but I don't remember ever reading Dr. Strangelove's real name, which is Dr. Merkwardilajibi. I think I'm mispronouncing. I have a feeling I'm mispronouncing Merkwardilajibi. No, put I that doubt it. That's it. You nailed it. I'm going to put that into Google and see what they Merkwardilajibi. I should. How do you say that? You, you see how the spelling on this? All right. What is Mitch's number one? McVerterglieben? McVerterglieb? Glieben? It's Glieben. Am I that far off? What is it? McVerterglieb? Is this just you hoping that you're right? Because you might be. Let's see. McVerterglieben. I'm going to go with. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I was saying. I, I added the, my, the E in the end. My computer doesn't really work. It gets so hot that I could cook a steak on it. It's like four, it's for three and a half years old. Let's see what we got. Milk. 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 Oh, what a tough one. One more time without me <laughs> stepping on. Oh, come on. Now do you not? Oh, hold on. I'm messing this up. Milk. 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 All right, yeah, close okay. enough. I'm okay with that. Number one for Mitch Tobias is Dieter Hellstrom, played by August Deal in Inglorious Bastards. A short scene, but this guy eats every minute of it. This is the bar scene? The strength of the cellar scene in Bastards is in the writing, uh, but the performance by expert linguist Deal is particularly compelling. There's something incredibly German about the ability to correctly identify the slightest variations of accents. Fun fact for Brian. Yeah. Ironically... The imposter in the scene, Fassbender, is actually from Heidelberg, Germany. Yeah, that's right. About 45 minutes down the road from I'm, where I live. I'm aware of his uh, his German heritage. I didn't realize he was that close to our buddy Mitch, but that's good. Right Fun fact. Good, good pick. Now, the fact that he has him instead of the Jew Hunter shows that, you know, he, uh, he did his research and he looked around quite a bit. And I think that's a very, very good pick as well. I almost had uh, Fassbender on for uh, what's his fucking X-Men, but I'm like, hey, you know what? Keeps Magneto. Yeah, Magneto. Because Magneto's backstory is pretty... Uh, it's pretty great. Yeah. I've it's read it up pretty goddamn great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Good uh, Kevin Bacon from the same movie. From the X-Men Origins. Or X-Men First Class. Remember he's the evil Nazi doctor? 
Nothing. I mean, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, he is. I have, I have Cape fatigue. <laughs> it's like they're all like, you know. <laughs> we should wrap this up. Oh, Hollow Man. Yeah, he was a Hollow Man, and he went around raping women. True, that's but that's a, not what I'm talking about. Oh, that's a different... Different, yeah, antagonist, antagonist. All right, uh, do you have how a weird that was, the Hollow Man? Do we have a listener list? Somebody, a friend of mine saw the Hollow Man, if you're those of you who don't remember the Hollow Man. I think it was, Gore, was that Gore Verbinski? No. no, it was uh, Verhoeven. Verhoeven, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Hollow Man, they saw like an early screening of it. That was me. Was that you? Yeah. <laughs> you saw an early screening of Hollow Man, and it was all CGI, yeah. but what was it? like? It was, it was like there were, there were animatics, and there were just stills. And then at one point there was like a blank scene. And like, wait, I thought it was like the really horrific, like rape scene too. Like, you yeah. Know. Yeah. Was that not on the final? <laughs> Where he goes into the, uh, the, the girl with the giant breasts, he goes into her uh, apartment. Yeah. Well, he's like, no one can see him. Mm-hmm. The hollow man is essentially the invisible man. They yep. just ripped off the invisible man. Like the yep. first thing he does, the first thing this, this, this nihilist does is go into like a, a large breasted woman's apartment and has his way with her. It just violates. And her. then didn't you like, and then leaves. didn't it look very, yeah. They're just like, all right, got what I want. Mm-hmm. Didn't you like see like some kind of weird, like uh, CGI rendition of that? Or like the guy, I thought, I thought that that was the weird. All right, whatever. I don't think so. That scene was just, you know, uh, uh, the, the, her clothes being pulled off for the wires. No listener list this Understood. week. Understood. Understandable. Any also rans we want to talk uh, about? There were, well, there were, there were many mentions for it. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. Uh, I, I didn't get a definitive list, but a lot of Dr. Strangelove, Hans Gruber, Hans Landa, and one that I saw many times that was not represented was the villain in the first Indiana Jones. Yeah. Tote. The yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. He, I'm glad that he got represented because I mean he was definitely knocking around right he's one of the first Germans that I ever like saw him go like, oh, Germans Terrifying. are bad daddy Terrifying. Germans are bad I didn't know you know because I was I didn't know I didn't learn about World War II and all the atrocities until like <sighs> I think sixth grade or seventh grade it was late <sighs> remember when I first learned it like that's interesting you mentioned that because Tessa who's six years old out of nowhere asked me about World War II Mm-hmm. She's like, Daddy, is World War II still going on? I'm like, no, no. Can you just throw up both ahead. hands and say, we're back-to-back World War champs? All you need to know, son, honey, is there are winners. Yeah, we're yeah. winners. And I slapped her in the face and walked out of the room. <laughs> made her tough. That's right. Tough American. Toughen her up. All right, let's get out of here. Last week, we gambled on Asteroid City. <laughs> Anderson guest 84, Brian 68. Oh, no. Well, with 231 oh, yeah. reviews. Actual Rotten Tomato score is 74, making Brian the winner. Yes. I said 64? You said. You said 88 or 86. You said 84. 84. Uh, I'm like, I don't remember being close. that optimistic You're last year. Off by 10. We have a, a, a right world. This week. A good world. Where we gamble like, on the uh, long anticipated. I think the most anticipated besides Oppenheimer. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Density. I'd like to be clear and upfront and transparent here, fellas. This will not be seen by me. Oh, you're going to make me do this alone? Yes. I'm sorry. I promise I will bring an interesting pick to take its place. I do not want to see this. I still have a, a special pl- place in my heart for in the, the early Indiana Jones. I do not like how they're just milking this for every dollar possible. It's uh, it just does not feel right to me. The last one, have Harrison Ford the last one the was one. fucking awful. And bad. I don't, I don't need to just cause the, 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 the studios are telling me that I, I need to see this. Cause I it's always, member bearers. I always think of the South park episode. Who's directing this? I don't even With know. With the pinball saying. machine. It's the take of the, off of uh, what's that movie? I think it's Jodie Foster's uh, raped in the arcade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The accused. And, and the accused. The accused. Yes. And they do that. Uh, Speely and, <laughs> Indiana Jones. Yeah, I kind of do remember that. Yes. <laughs> Speely and, uh, and Lucas. And it's also the same episode where they it's about the crystal skull. Yeah. Taking like yeah. Uh, from the, they're, they're, they're essentially raping their raping childhood. Their childhood. Yeah. 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 
yeah, I, I, I know that it's a, it's a movie show and we should be covering movies. I don't have to cover well the put. movies that the studios tell me to cover. You see, you see what I'm saying? No. So I will bring some value. I promise you. I will, we, I will bring a good pick and we'll talk about many movies next week. You'll talk about this fucking atrocity. I will not. But what if like, it's good? It yeah, won't be good. What if it's really good? Who's directing it? It won't be good. That, I feel like uh, you Anderson. see it, you're hurting this. Oh, interesting. Kim Bass. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the director? I even know. Is there a less Indiana Jones director than Wes Anderson? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cork in the last <laughs> That would one. be the worst. The dial of destiny. <laughs> Quirky characters, <laughs> bright colors. I don't know, but if Indiana Jones played it straight, it might be enjoyable. Yeah. Going, what the fuck? If he's <laughs> lost in this world, <laughs> that would actually yeah. be great. You know what would be just better, though, is Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood yes. stumbling onto a Wes Anderson uh, like movie. Uh, just growling the whole the, time. The number of slurs that would be launched. Yeah. Oh, my God. What the fuck are you supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mangold directed this one. Okay. Yeah, I don't need to. I'm uh, not seeing this. I'm not seeing this. No. Mangold. Taking a stand. Know? Mangold has made some good movies. Remember, I made, made some Mangold. I have six movies on my list. I have yeah, six Jones and the Man of Gold reboots, prequels, and sequels right. that I am willing to see this summer. And this is oh, this you year, already burned this, one. This is not one. Yeah, I already burned one. Yeah, summer's almost over, buddy. Yeah, well, years only halfway over for the full year. Yeah, I can pull up the list again. This is not on it. Believe me. <laughs> All right, let us know how, how it goes, Bray. I right. will. I'll, I'll, I'm helping the show. So am I. I'm giving. I'm, hey, you're gonna get another. Good pick because of me not seeing this. You're you're gonna hear Brian's take on it. No one needs to hear my take on this fucking movie. No one. What if it What if it cracks the vaulties? Do you realize that Shia LaBeouf swung on a fucking vine <laughs> and did the Tarzan yell in the last one? one <laughs> Moments before, one of our uh, finest actresses. Of uh, of our generation was devoured by fucking but, CGI but, ants, and but, I had to but, sit through that. Oh no, that wasn't her. That was uh, there was everyone. I, I, fuck it. And then he hides in a goddamn chart. A fridge. Fridge? The fridge was lined with lead. So if you're saying that Nagasaki had a bunch of fridges and all the people got inside, like Japan would still be fighting the war. Well, they'd still be around. Do you think there'll be any nods to that in Oppenheimer? <laughs> I do not think that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? There's just a tiny <laughs> fridge next to the desk. <laughs> now, uh, from what we understand, this is the only uh, the only logical way to uh, avoid any kind of nuclear fallout. Fortunately, fall every American has one in their home. Yes. You already say. <laughs> we, need a, we, need get, we need to get, like, get in the fridge BSA campaign. <laughs> Whoever wrote that and said, okay, well, we'll have him jump in the fridge and that'll fucking say. <laughs> it's, it's very MacGruber. It is MacGruber. <laughs> You know, but MacGruber would have been funny when he did oh, it. Oh, it would have been amazing. And then it would have been funny, funny, like when they did the six-month flash forward and they opened the fridge and he's dead inside because he couldn't get out. He yeah. was trapped in there, yeah. too, which is like, yeah, that's another thing. It's irresponsible. They, they tell kids not to go inside fridges. How many kids have died inside the fridges because of the last fucking plastic skull? Huh? Huh? At least a thousand. At least, I'd say at least a dozen. At least a dozen dumb kids watch that movie. And they're like, let's go pretend like we're Indiana Jones. You do the Tarzan call. You light off a bomb. I'll, I'll hide in this old fridge down here. Uh, I'm sad to say that uh, <clears throat> the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was written by a very famous screenwriter, David Kep, who wrote uh, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, War of the Worlds, Spider-Man, Mission Impossible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his Angels name was like uh, on there. It's just, I think it's like part of. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. I think that is like, like you know what you'll you'll get credit Carly for the next five well. as well. Yeah, I imagine uh, there are probably others involved. Story by George Lucas. Mm. Oh, okay. I take back everything I said. 
Wait, he wrote the story? I didn't know that, huh? Mm. Brian, come on. What are we doing? Let's go. My number, number, number. I got an email just recently from a listener who went back and watched the original, and they said that it's absolute and total shite. I can't speak to I that. I can't, no. Original Indiana no, Jones? Yeah. True. That's That's absurd. I can't. I, I watched the first 20 minutes before the wife, she protested. She said, he can continue watching this. But for the record, I'm against it. And she walked, stood up and, and, and she didn't storm out, but she left. It's a bit much for a six-year-old. And I was watching and it was the scene that where a man was on fire and he's falling to the ground and someone shot him right in between the eyes as he was falling on fire. I'm like, okay, she might have a point. <laughs> might be too much. It's Fair. tough though. It's a tough, it's tough age because like so many of his friends have already seen like fucking Jaws and yeah. Freddy. And it's like, what the fuck? You know, show some. Show some couth. Yeah, like Tyler just yeah. watched with his kids like the same age as that because they just watched Terminator 1 and 2 back to back. They're like a movie night. Well, it was like 10. Oh, he's like six months older than Atticus. All right. Let's do this. Sorry. I've rambled. Um, Flap on my gums. What, what's our number? Uh, on We're doing the, the new Crystal Skull 4 or whatever. Dial of Density. Okay. Jesus Christ. Got a good alliteration. Okay. I feel bad. On three. Let's do it. One. To 76. 61. Oh, 76. Yeah, I feel like people wow. Did you say 72 or 76? 76. I feel like people 61. 76. I would be I think it's very pleasantly surprised if it was 76. I don't think it's, it's going to be like critics are going to hate it. I think like, you might as well see this. It's the mm. fifth. It's probably the last time he's going to be on the screen as mm. the uh, the old codger there. With 144 reviews. Jesus. Oh, no. That's 12 times 12. Current run tomato <laughs> <a> score <laughs> is. 65. Ooh, ooh, that's What'd good. That's good. 61. 65. 61. I said, I said what, 74? 76. That's stupid. Why feel good. I feel good about this. It's because I'm feeling patriotic. We're about to have our nation's uh, birthday. That's true. And the greatest American hero of all time, Indiana Jones, back on the screen. There's an argument to be oh, made for that. It is. He brought down the Nazi scourge more than once. Yeah, but he's just looking. You know, he is very American. He's just looking for his own... Uh, Fortune and glory. That's true. Right? He actually had no effect on the Nazis whatsoever. And he's not like trying to help a group of people or anything. He's just looking for his own yeah. uh, fame. It belongs in a museum. All right, here we go. Hold on, let's look at Avery's notes that I must. Shameless plug, comedy confessional. Ugh. You can check it out July 7th. Link to tickets is in the bio. Confess, <laughs> nice. uh, random confessions from the audience. We riff on them on stage. Good fun. Enjoyable listener heart from David Gulick. Is, that, is he the assigner for next week? Yes. yes. David yeah. Gulick is the... No, he's the assigner for next week. Level oh. 16 will be watching for David Gulick. That is excellent. Uh, I, uh, Anderson, you must be very pleased with this. I am. I love it very much. Because you know me, I'm a Vatos Locos forever guy. I love it. The only... What? I mean, you only... you're, 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 you've got a little bit of... Uh, I don't know if we can post this uh, without getting uh, canceled. The, the image? You guys yeah, are, I'm a little brown? You know, I, did you guys see the Jack Reacher... Uh, billboard. I know you key in on billboards. Avery. Which one? I don't know. There's one where they make him look so dark and swarthy that it's like, is he Mexican in that billboard? It was weird. I don't think Did you I've notice seen that? seen many of the Reacher ones. The new Jack Reacher with uh, a lot of reach around in my reach, life. Reach well around. Done. So this is a takeoff on uh, Blood In, Blood Out called Sniff In. Sniff In, <laughs> Sniff Out. I might tweak it to Juice In, Juice Out. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's very, it doesn't change the quality. I like to sniff and sniff out because it's about breathing, right? You sniff in, you sniff out. It. And it's a bodily function. I don't well, I don't like that. Hey, Tyler Mayer, I'm still trying. What, what are we watching? What, what's the uh, what's the assigner for you? He's coming up soon here. Uh, yeah, let's uh, 
Let's yeah, let's continue doing this. this Pump them out. Pump them out. Next Thanks, week, David Gulick, for listening to Art. Thanks in advance for Level 16. We'll review that next week. Future idiots, future artists, check them out. AndersonandBrian.com. Thank you in advance for all your support. Basically, the Amazon banner, Amazon link on AndersonandBrian.com. Uh, it is uh, right there for you to use at your no-cost shopping. Instagram, Anderson and Brian. TikTok, Anderson and Brian. YouTube, The Film Vault Podcast. Twitter and Facebook, the Film Vault. Watch along on Thursday if you're hearing this very early. I'll see you there. Uh, thank you all our Patreon listeners and supporters. Giovanni, you're the best. Mitch Burns, hope to talk to you soon, my friend. Uh, Mike Cole and Eric Kath, uh, thank you for helping out the show. Appreciate you. Uh, Addie's Antiques, selling a bunch of bullshit. And uh, Avery's got some comedy show or something. Until next time. And loadedforbearedoc.com. Thank you very much for everyone who gave uh, early so that I don't have to do like full big pushes to continue to work here. So plus I give the uh, the update uh, weekly, which uh, I know a lot of you are listening to. So thanks for listening along with that. Behind the scenes filmmaking and how to get movies off the ground and uh, and all that fun stuff. It's it's good time. And uh, until next time, we do it for Van Gogh. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. Welcome to the future in this year's wildest super fun show for adults. Hey gang, it's Josh Olson. And Joe Dante. And we want to tell you about our podcast. It's about movies. Josh, there are a thousand podcasts about movies. Sure, but ours is different, Joe. That's true, actually. Our guests are writers, directors, musicians, comedians, actors. Hell, we even have other podcasters on. We play no favorites, and they don't talk so much about their own work about the movies that have influenced them and made them who they are. We call it the movies that made me. We've talked with people like Guillermo del Toro, Little Stevie Van Zandt, Martin Short, Ethan Hawke, William Freakin, Barbara Crampton, Jonathan Ross, Dennis Lehane, Mark Duplass, Adam McKay, Lorraine Newman, Jason Reitman, Alison Anders, Elijah Wood, Stephen Canals, Eli Roth, Joe Bob Briggs, Roger Corman, Bobcat Goldthwait, Leon Douglas, Dana Gould, Martin Campbell, Shane Black, Albert Hughes, Emily Deschanel, Joe Biafra, Larry Fessenden, Nicole Hawson, Shaka King, Lee Daniels, Roslyn Chow, Clancy Brown, Harvey Smith, Ike Barrels, David Arquette, Thomas Wilder, Jimmy, and Uwe Boll. It may not be highbrow, but it's lots of fun. Subscribe for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. In color to thrill you as never before. 